listening to Closer Look. I'm Kendra Ponzio, and our guest today is Debbie Johnson, the CEO of Without Permission, and we're going to be talking about human trafficking. Let's start with some good news. One of the good news is that we're still here after 10 years. The support that we have, not only locally, but across the country, actually, We're also excited about our ability to reach in the four areas that really um, on a national trajectory, how do you end human trafficking? And in order to do that, we really have to hit four core areas, which is prevention, protection, partnership, and the justice piece. We're seeing inroads in all of those areas. For an example, we've been working diligently over the last six years to get into our school districts to do prevention education, junior high and high schools educating children how this crime works and how to stay safe. And then when it comes to our survivors and the response, you know, we're seeing families when they find out that this has actually touched their family, that a a child that they love and care for is being targeted or has been trafficked. Family members or parents say, when I found out, I knew I needed to get to without permission. Over the last 10 years, without permission has served 567 victims and their families. 49% of all the victims that without permission has served have been 17 years old or younger at the time that we began serving them. Law enforcement didn't know what to do with these kids when they would find them. And so they would put them in juvenile hall and treat the victim like a criminal. You're 100% right. 10 years ago, I was actually told by leadership we didn't have this problem. And for the first three years, I trained law enforcement. You could see them literally going through their minds. I see it in social workers. I saw it in the medical discipline, in the environment. I would watch as I trained them literally go back cases in their head, school teachers. We didn't know as a nation. And so on the law enforcement side, we didn't know what we didn't know. And remember, for us as a nation in 2000, we created the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. Debbie, why are the numbers so high? I mean, is it lack of education? There are parents and leaders that don't know about this crime, and we gave it language 20 years ago. We have got to educate parents how this digitally-based crime works. We have to educate teachers, school campus administrators, what to look for because they are first responders to this crime. They could be seeing flags and indicators long before an advocate group like myself could ever serve that victim. And so getting that information out to our local community is a big part of the work that we do. But remember, Kendra, that prevention alone will not stop human trafficking. These are our kids going to school here, shopping in our malls. They're being bought, sold, and exploited right here in our communities. In order to eradicate, you have to have prevention, protection, prosecution, and partnership. If we, as a city, county, state, or nation, are going to eradicate human trafficking, we have to have all of them working together. Our mission is to end this crime right here at home. I see on your website that you've got a lot of different educational areas that you cover. One of them is youth training at Juvenile Hall. Why is that so important? I think the answer is obvious, but I want to hear it from you. What your listeners need to know, anyone can be trafficked. Our youngest victim has been an 11-year-old boy. Our oldest victim has been a 40-year-old mother of three. So when you're talking about human trafficking, anyone can be trafficked. And the reason we say it that way is because traffickers target vulnerabilities. And we all have them. 
we all have vulnerabilities, whether that's we're isolated at school and we don't have friends, whether that's we have a parent and a loved one that has passed away or works outside of the home 80 hours a week and we're alone. But those vulnerabilities tick up when you are a fostered youth, when you are in poverty, when you have a learning disability. Those vulnerabilities continue to increase. And so when you talk about that high-risk population that are in the system, they are one of our highest risks for being targeted because you can just right now think of the multitude of vulnerabilities that these youth have. If we can get in and educate these victims of how the crime works and give them an opportunity to self-disclose or self-identify while in custody, we could streamline those resources, the mental health, the criminal justice intervention, the program that they're going to need when they are released from the hall, and the relationships. We really wanted to set up without permission to be in relationship with our survivors when they came out of custody so we could continue to walk with them in the restoration process. And so the juvenile hall has become a really important place. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Closer Look I'm Kendra Ponzio, and we're talking with Debbie Johnson, the CEO of Without Permission, and we're talking about human trafficking. You have education for families. Yeah, our Human Trafficking 101 is, um, I've been in people's living rooms all the way to conference centers with a thousand people in there educating them on the flags of trafficking as well as the tactics of a trafficker. On our website, we have a family safety guide that any one of your listeners can download for free to start the conversation of human trafficking, how it works. You can go to withoutpermission.org. We really are passionate and believe in knowledge is power. So we need our parents to educate themselves so that they can have a conversation with their youth and not be fear-based. Educating them how it works, that there are predators on the internet, that they're not everyone on the internet is who they pose themselves to be. Not everyone on your classroom campus or at a shopping mall is really interested in you as a person. And here's some of the flags and the things that you would look for. Here's some of the ways to set yourself up safe on social media. And and really, parents have got to. And I'm a parent of three young adult children, so I really raised that first generation of digital citizens. So I was learning along with my children, right? Did a lot of things wrong, but the digital world is not going away. Our children are not going to unplug and stop using their devices. And so we have to partner with them, equip them to know how to set their safety and privacy settings on their apps, know which apps are safe and which apps are used by predators, know how to leave a good digital footprint because you and I can appreciate this. We were resume employees years ago. Well, today, employers are looking at the digital footprint of Facebook and Instagram of their potential hires. We know there are stories out there where people have gotten Fortune 500 job offers and lost them because of things they posted on social media. So educating, putting this into the conversation, taking the scare out of it, and really equipping and empowering this generation to understand how criminals use the internet is a real big passion of ours. The impact on victims is huge. Kendra, if we could spend the time educating and having the conversations about what's happening to a generation who is inundated by filth, vulgarity, nudity, 
And so it's not what it was when I was growing up or you. And so we have to embrace that and teach our children why you want to guard your eyes, why you guard your heart. Why do we have a generation of children that feel like they have no control over what's coming at them? And I think that human trafficking gives parents a great platform to say, we know this is happening in our nation, but we can protect us from it ever happening to our family. What do you think the biggest misconception about human trafficking is? This could never happen to my kid. That's the number one lie that we tell ourselves and insulate ourselves with. I'm just thinking of a two-parent family, Christian family, child grew up in private school, straight out of senior year into a wonderful university, got a phone call from the roommate saying, you need to come and get your daughter. I'm, I'm terribly worried about her. And the daughter had imploded because that little girl was being exploited from her bedroom from the age of 12 until she was 19 years old. It followed her to her college dorm room. The exploitation that was happening over a video camera in her bedroom. And nobody knew it. Nobody. Two loving, doting, engaged Christian parents active in their local church, pottery barn bedroom, all of the things that we would tell ourselves. And here is this family who literally is destroyed because they did not know this crime was happening in the digital world they were raising their child in. And the child was controlled and manipulated, which is how human trafficking works. It's a systematic manipulation, separation, isolation, and rewiring of mental faculties. It's brainwashing. It's slowly grooming them to believe the lie is true. That's my greatest concern is that there are Christian parents, there are non-Christian parents, there are professional executive parents, there are poverty parents who think one way or the other. And the truth is because we are raising digital citizens, and I want to choose my words wisely, we live in a culture that has no modesty, that sexuality has no boundaries, and that the Word of God is no longer the plumb line for intimate relationships. Anyone can become a victim of human trafficking. But the other side of that is knowledge is power, and we can seek the Lord. I can think of a parent who called me. It was the Holy Spirit telling her, get in your daughter's phone, get in your daughter's phone. And when she asked for her 12-year-old daughter's phone, the daughter went just went crazy. So that just reaffirmed mom's leading She took the phone, she had to break into the phone, and this little girl had two Instagram accounts with over 400 followers, all of them male, all of them requesting pictures and photos and acts of this 12-year-old little girl. And that mom got a hold of it, got in contact with without permission. I'm still in relationship and fellowship with that family. They've both gone on to do great things. It's a great, great story of knowledge is power. What can we do as a community? To help. It's time that we, not our children, it's time that we have the hard conversations. We need to sit down and say, just because I can doesn't mean I should. How are we creating an environment for this criminal enterprise to operate in our communities? Not at the government level, not at the Washington, D.C. level. How do we say, not my city, not my kids? What about in the school systems? What are we teaching our children? I'm preparing a training. And as I look into the sex ed curriculum, just the images I'm going to be putting into my presentations. And I promise you, Kendra, 
the pushback that I will get not only from the faith community, the shock that will be on people's faces. And I'm taking them out of curriculum books that are being used and offered for sixth graders sex ed. What are we doing? If you're just joining us, you're listening to Closer Look. I'm Kendra Ponzio, and we're talking with Debbie Johnson, the CEO of Without Permission, talking about human trafficking. If anyone wants to talk to you about anything we've spoken about today, what's the best way to go about doing that? We do have two resources that you can download for free. Again, that parent safety guide to start a conversation with your youth, as well as a volunteer guide, both free downloads for you at the withoutpermission.org. Again, withoutpermission.org is the best way to reach us. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We keep stories, cases, data, and, and things like that up on our Facebook and our Instagram. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? We look at cases like Harvey Weinstein. Jeffrey Epstein, R. Kelly. It's been going on for decades. It's not a new crime. The advent of the internet has brought it into our homes. And now we have an opportunity to say, not in my city, not my kids, not my home. We need to come back to that place where we protect our children. Knowledge is power. We really can end human trafficking right here at home. 